Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. And case in point, here we are talking about, in episode three of our Eminence Front era, a Marvel TV show that came out two months ago. Uh, yes. Maybe even longer. Um, you know, Jordan has been busy with, well, obvi- I, I, I am also partially to blame with taking so long with that hundredth episode and really screwing up our schedules. Uh, but here we are, I think we're finally caught up on Moon Knight, because Miss Marvel starts tomorrow, and that's the next, uh, piece of Marvel content that we need to do. Um, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna do, also this month, uh, Legion Part 3 with our friend of the show, Patrick Fitzsimmons. He's very stoked to return, and that'll be a good episode. Um, but today we're gonna talk about Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight, um, after we do a little, uh, you know, follow up, Jordan. How have you been? It's been it's been quite a while. I believe uh, you finished your semester in this past since we did the last step. Yeah, I finished exams. I traveled to Savannah, Georgia, for a vacation. Immediately drove to Lexington to visit my sister, and then spent a week in Tennessee. And okay. now, only as of the very like June first ish, have I been back in Athens. And then I've been applying for jobs, and now I have a job that starts on Thursday. So wow, so yeah, that's a you've had a busy month. You've accomplished quite a yeah. bit, and so have you. You've released a book, I which have. I have read. You read all of it. I read the whole thing already. No fucking way. That's awesome. Yeah, really. I read it. The, I read it the day I got it. Oh my! I, you finished it. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's incredible. Wow. What a, what a what a lovely start to this podcast, putting me in a spite. Assuming you liked it. God, if you hated it, <laughs> and you're going to rip well, me a new one. You know, it's a shame because naturally I don't appear in the book. No yes. one by the name of Jordan. No one by Jordan Peoples shows up in that book, in and the therefore book, you are not in it. We, I guess we mess, met later or something. I don't know the details. Yeah, but. you're off the grid for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I absolutely enjoyed it. I recommend wow. it to anyone listening to this. I can't imagine uh, that they don't know about it because I think we've mentioned it on we the We have podcast. mentioned it But this is just times. an additional recommendation. <laughs> For the, it has the Jordan People stamp of approval. Yeah. Someone who, you know, has nothing to do with the, the contents of the inside <laughs> of the book. But, uh, you know, he's, he's been my Marvel co-host. I don't talk about Marvel really at all in the book. No, which um, is... One thing I think there's like one reference there was to I, Marvel. I in believe the whole I referenced Tony Stark and Captain America's relationship in the movie Civil War as like yeah. a funny yes. joke. Um, wow, I'm I'm so so flattered and excited to hear that you read the whole thing in a day. That uh, you've not only have you been traveling, you completed school, you read an entire book in this time. You have accomplished so much in this past month. That is truly amazing. Yep. Uh, but I, it just had a, it, I think uh, my blurb for it is that it has a good coming of age feel to it. And of course, uh, I also went to JMU. You did. You did. Um, it's crazy that we didn't meet. Weird that meet. I don't appear. Yeah, whatever. It's crazy but, that uh, we didn't meet in that time. <laughs> but it really captured the feeling of being at JMU at that time. Yeah. That we were both coincidentally there at the same time of. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that was... And see, I just... What a what a great day I'm having. Uh, so last night I was uh, closing the theater. I was at the theater until like 3.30 a.m. We're watching all the old Star Trek movies. So we watched okay. uh, part three, The Search for Spock, um, 
which means I leave pretty late because I close. So I get off at one and then we watch a movie and then I drive home. Uh, That's a wild schedule. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's only on Monday nights I close. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes when other managers take off, I'll take the closing shift, but I'm usually the mid guy. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I woke up to uh, several texts. I've basically been getting one uh, one compliment a day from someone who has read it as fast as you have. Um, yeah. Which is which is so great to hear. And my uh, coworker today said, I can't put it down. It's like reading a Linklater coming of age movie. Which yeah. That is such high praise. I am so flattered to hear that kind of feedback. Uh, all my influences are all in one place. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's been a wild, I, I was not expecting this much praise. I was kind of expecting, you know, most friends just buy it to support you and then it sits on their shelf forever. Yeah. Um, now, I'm curious to get uh, Ellie's take on it. She hasn't read it yet, but she has it now. Great. Um, but... I, That'll be a real test. Someone who's completely detached, completely blind. Um, yeah. To to me, I mean, sh- we have met on the pod, so we're pretty we're pretty close, honestly. No, that's true. Yeah, we're we're thick as thieves, as some might say. Um, yeah, but Ellie's been busy learning to roller skate. That is the the latest craze. You can do both, you know. You can read and roller skate and roller at the same skate. time. Well, I don't know if she can. She's uh, <laughs> she's starting, but yeah, you can. She's a, she's a little bit of a uh, I don't know, like a. Deer on ice, <laughs> like Bambi. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only. That's got to be the only deer that's ever been on ice on film, right? On film, yeah, like a real deer. Yeah, yeah. No, I I can't imagine. Like, is deer on ice a popular phrase? Or are you just thinking of the movie Bambi? I don't know. I was just trying to think of some kind of a- animal with long legs on a slippery surface, and that was the first <laughs> one that came to mind. And giraffes, you know, they they're not near ice very often. Yes, they live in very warm regions. Um, so speaking of, uh, going to JMU around the same time and not interacting with each other at all, um, mm-hmm. right after we graduated, I just was reminded of this the other day and I want to see if you remember it. Uh, we, during that, um, th- during the summer we were watching Mad Men together. Um, yes. The summer after college, we watched all of Mad Men together and we... Uh, started off doing like we wanted to do those weird food combinations and mm-hmm. make weird meals, and we made those pizza burgers. Pizza burgers, oh, those were so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I had like half of one, and I felt ill because yeah. we bought like the cheapest material for yeah. like we bought these really shitty personal pizzas from a brand I've never heard of, like a bottom shelf food lion brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, pizza maker and it was just it was so bland i mean it must have been for as bland as it was it was so many calories i'm sure that one of those many pizzas probably had like 350 calories and we had two of those as the buns and then we used i think we did double burgers we did i think we fried double patties double patties and you (laughs) which are also probably 300 a piece so it's like a 1500 calorie meal that is uh not worth the that amount of uh fat we were bottomless pits though we would go to the regal and eat entire buckets of popcorn yeah um so (laughs) i just remember i had a stomach ache this week and i'm like when's the last time i felt like ill from eating something and (laughs) i thought back to it was just weird you know how like smells take you to a different uh oh yeah yeah place in time and this was like my stomach ache took me back to pizza burgers in june 2015 (laughs) Wow, um, that is seven years ago, huh? It sure is. It uh, it 
is quite a bit ago. Um, we we sure did. You've watched a lot of Marvel since then. That's pretty much uh, your biggest accomplishment, I would say. Yeah, no, I'd agree. And then, you know, second place... Nothing else of note. Second place, uh, law school. Third place, engagement. Like, you know, you've you've got a good top three. Very solid. Um, Do you... But you... I remember you being ill from that, but were you not? That was my question that I brought this... The reason I brought this up. Hmm. See, I remembered this while reading your book. You remember the pizza burgers? I did. Even though there's um, no mention of that at all. <laughs> no, but there's a mention of you drinking a lot of brandy. Oh, the brandy blast. Yes, I did drink but a lot of brandy. But you didn't mention to listening a lot of brandy, which I thought I was interesting. I didn't. Uh, there were a lot of plot lines that had to be cut uh, despite how great they were. It, well, the, it wasn't It wasn't like you needed like a paragraph about it, but I just thought with the sentence about brandy. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of weird to mention without uh, mentioning the origin of the song brandy that we have discussed several times on this podcast that's true so we won't bore the audience with that's that true story it's a yet. fun detail but it does it does need a little context to yeah be if you're just like is. i was drinking a lot of brandy in the summer 2015 listening to brandy. And also listening to brandy by looking glass a lot and then guardians of the galaxy came out <laughs> yes yes they've heard this so many times yeah this is our eminence front era where we're trying to turn a new leaf uh, and stop bringing up the Brandy Blast story. Fans are sick of it. Oh, um, uh, but it's the best story on the podcast. It is. It is. It's a very, very good podcast. And it's funny. One of my coworkers, his favorite MCU movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. That and is interesting. I. That is exactly what I said because it's like my 18th or 20th favorite for me. Yeah. Um, it's got moments. There's moments in it that I quite like, and I guess if you're the kind of person that like doesn't really care about the movie as a whole and just likes the best moments of the movie, yeah, maybe maybe you could like it. It's just it's it's as a package, it's a little uneven. Well, it's funny because when I saw it with you in theaters, you, uh, I believe your first thing you said to me was Psh, "Ravager's funeral," <laughs> something at the very end, which you really did not like that whole Yondu father dying bit, and yeah. then uh, the the setup of the Ravager's funeral. And this was before you loved Marvel too, so you were you were real angsty. Um, <laughs> but my coworker says he tears up at the Ravager's funeral every time, and I explained to him the Brandy story and all that, and told him if this didn't have that Brandy moment that I shared with my friend that I listened to Brandy with constantly in the summer of 2015, I think it might drop like six ranks in the MCU <laughs> ranking. Yeah, like, that. That is really kind of a uh, buoy for it. Oh my god! Yeah, it it it's all right. So I gotta I gotta look at my rank real quick just to see what it's at. Um, because that single handedly is holding up the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it is number twenty four out of thirty three. Wow! So, so it, I it doesn't think really have that far to drop. If it, it does was not. To drop. It does not. And plus, like stuff like Ant Man and the Wasp and. Incredible Hulk are below it, but uh, it's you know those aren't. It's not going to go below those. I don't know. It's yeah. a good movie. It's just not Guardians One is kind of a peak Marvel cinema, and Guardians Two is less so. In, yeah, and it's, in it's our interesting. Opinion. It's interesting because it's still got James Gunn. Like yes. he had, he had not faced any of the turmoil that he was about to post mm-hmm. that release. Yep. True. And yet he just I don't know. It just was weak. 
it just feels like Guardians 1.5. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about it several times, and uh, even we had our own uh, episode on it. I haven't listened to it in five years, but I'm sure we cover all these bases then and talk about the you know, Brandy Black. This is, well, to talk about a future thing then, mm-hmm. this is maybe my fear for the new Thor movie. I don't oh. really expect it to come to pass, but yeah. if it was to stumble, I think it would stumble in this exact same way. Yeah. Where it's I just have, more of the same. I have heard a lot of people worry about that. My mm-hmm. only reason I don't think that's going to be the case... Well, I mean, this feels like a much more Taika Waititi movie, and I mm-hmm. feel like James Gunn got... I mean, he got creative control also pretty early on. Like, I'm sure they just told him to run with Guardians of the Galaxy, and he didn't really change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Thor, I do think the fact that Christian Bale is... He looks like one of the most compelling Marvel villains in some time, mm-hmm. which is exciting. So I think that's going to help it stick the landing. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy are in it. Uh, I, And it's under two hours as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. So... This has I appreciate a lo- that. Yeah, it, it has a lot. I think it's an hour 55. Um, yeah. It has a lot of stuff going for it to the point where I don't think it would be worse than Ragnarok. I don't know if it's going to be better than Ragnarok. I would honestly be a little surprised if it was. But Yeah, I, I, I certainly am not going in with that expectations that high because that's just kind of a setup for yeah disappointment a little bit. Just because that's such a... It was a movie that moved away from the franchise that it was in, but like was somehow more true to the character, and that's yes. a pretty big ask. Oh yeah, no, that's to recapture I don't think that magic. That probably hasn't happened. I guess the closest we got to that was, and it didn't really move away from the character; it just kind of moved away from the filmmaking of the first one. Yeah, the most more recent Doctor Strange than film. the character. Yeah, the or Captain America: Winter Soldier. That was also. Mm. Um, I mean, that was pretty honest to the character, but it definitely changed the style of film he was in. Like. Think about Civil War and Winter Soldier and that style of movie compared to the first Captain America. Yeah, I almost... I think this is reflected in my rankings. I don't have them in front of me, but I think I rank Civil War, then Captain America 1, then Winter Soldier. Is that true or is that wrong? Um, well, we can pull up the old ranking sheet right now. Because that, like. that is my gut check of where I would rank gut them Gut check. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel sucks versus no, it doesn't. Gut check segment. Um, while I'm pulling that up, do you have a a, a, a bit of a Jordan's law corner or Jordan's engagement corner? Uh, any any uh, law news or, or you got a new job that could be fun to talk about? Yeah, no, I mean it's it's an internship with a firm here in Athens, or really it's in Watkinsville, which is the city that I live in. That's technically outside of Athens. Oh, so very close. It is, and it looks to be a very nice firm, and I'm excited to start. Because, uh, you know, I learned a lot more at the Veterans Clinic than I basically did in any law school class. But, uh, and this will just be more practical, hands-on stuff. So to anyone learning anything, I say go do it rather than (laughs) sit in a classroom because... Doing I don't know, you learn a lot more doing that, yeah. Yes. At least if you have a brain like mine. I am also a doer. Yeah infinitely so it's just like let me get out there and make a couple mistakes it's a lot easier (laughs) okay so i have the rankings pulled up civil war is your number eight film and then winter soldier which you hated upon first viewing Mm -hmm. uh is a 22nd place yes (laughs) and then captain america one is oh and then number one 
Okay. Oh, I forgot that it's above, obviously. Why would it not be? Um, Captain... No, it's not. It's 24. Okay. Interesting. That is interesting. I could see that switch come Ranksgiving. Come ra- oh, boy. Ranksgiving coming up. Uh, I guess in six months. It's still a bit away. I, I need to rewatch it, but the thing that uh, is striking me in my memory about it, and of course... Sometimes your memory of a movie can be a little bit different than what the movie actually is. That but is the true. Spielberg-y, old-timey kind of blockbuster feel of the first one yes. compared to the like mid-2000s thriller feel of Winter Soldier, Yes, I, I do. think I'm preferring that first style. I don't know. I really, really think... I mean, and it feels like it's shot like a Jason Bourne movie, which I'm not really crazy about. I don't care for Jason Bourne. I think Mission Impossible is good, but not amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, for whatever reason, I feel like maybe it's the script as well. It just really hits, checks all the boxes. Like mm-hmm. I, I am in awe of that uh, that particular film. Um, speaking of Mission Impossible, and yes. by that, speaking of Top Tom Gun, Cruise, yes, uh, did, did you see you, Top Gun? Uh, yes, I watched Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick the same day. Oh my God! You Blade Runnered it. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> Which was probably, this was easier to digest. That's great. Let's talk about Top Gun, uh, because my take on it is it's the it's a much better sequel to the uh-huh. first one. The first one I don't think is very good if you don't have that nostalgia. No, it really and, isn't. And the second one has no business being as good as it is 30 years after the first one was yeah. released. I so, was so the, impressed. The first one just was like, the pacing was so weird. Yeah. Like, the, you, and, and the music in it is amazing, and I think that's why it has the cultural resonance that it does. Danger yeah. Zone and... Um, Playing with the boys. Uh, and Take uh, My Breath Away by take Berlin. Take My Breath Away, yes. That, that's the other big one. <laughs> but the... There's like... there's You start off in the flight school or whatever, and then he has the love interest, and then it just cuts to the love interest for, like, so long. Yeah. Um, and you, it feels like there was supposed to be a scene in between a couple scenes sometime that got cut. Just the yes. pacing's weird. Like, it's, I don't know. It is a movie that is kind of like just what we were talking about with Captain America. I think it's the kind of movie that is better in your memory than it is in watching. So I could see yes. how someone could watch this as a kid and then love it. Yes. Um, uh, I And that's all my friends. Like, I watched this shortly after college just because all of my friends in college uh were kind of raving about it and mm-hmm. one of my friends and all of his roommates like watched it maybe once a month like it was just always on in their apartment and i was right. like oh it's just gonna be like a testosterone dude movie it is not that it is <laughs> very much not that uh but the sequel however is just an impressive blockbuster even if you haven't seen the first one yeah but and you do get you do get rewarded for having seen the you first do. one. I, I was glad that I did because I you know yes. it's, it's it's chock full of references. It made me care about characters I did not give a shit about in the first one. Yeah, like Iceman is a cardboard cutout kind of in the first one. Like he's yeah. just an antagonist. Like the yep. the most character he has in the first one is when he tries to say like, "Hey, we all liked Goose." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like exactly. that's his biggest emotional line in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, which but other is, than that, it's just high fives and looking yeah, fancy. Lots of high fives in that movie. <laughs> um, but this in this also, one, it's like they took his you know actual real life stuff, brought it in, yet handled yeah, it tastefully. They handled it so well. I was yeah. not expecting them to handle it that well. 
because I, I honestly thought because I knew about his Val Kilmer's uh, life situation, mm-hmm. um, and I figured he would just be texting off screen the whole time because he's well, te- texting Maverick the entire time. I thought it was going to be that, and then like at a one scene, he'd be sitting in a chair, kind of far away, and do like a cool nod oh, with his okay. shades on, you know, I like didn't... a like a far away shot because he's sure. like kind of that yeah. way you can hide some of the stuff. Yeah. Um, but instead, they were just like, no, no, let's put it right in everyone's face and use it for some like emotional. And they did. Uh, and, payoff. And they nailed it. Um, and it's funny, too, because this movie at the theater has been... There have been so many people, mm-hmm. so many, who have come into the theater and they said, this is our first movie since COVID. We're so excited to see Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Which is... Th- that's kind of wild that this is the one that brings you back, especially since there's been like seven Marvel movies since then. <laughs> now, this um, is... The theater for this was... Other than a Marvel movie opening night, the most packed I've seen a theater. Yes. And it's still drawing crowds. And I think to uh, segue into another upcoming blockbuster. Oh, wait. I got to say one more thing about Oh, Top okay. Gun. Please, please. Yes. I, I do think the, the beginning part of it is like mm-hmm. a slightly better version of the first movie. But the last 40 minutes is yeah. so much better than anything that comes earlier Absolutely. in this movie or the first movie at all. Like the yeah. the final action sequence in the first movie is like incredibly hard to follow. It's... You know that he's doing stuff <laughs> and there's some enemies, but like the actual watching experience, you couldn't trace what actually happened. And, but in this one, they go over it so well that by the time they're actually running the mission, you know what all the pitfalls are. So you get like the feeling of tension that you're supposed to when the difficult yeah. parts are coming up and when good and bad things happen. Yes. And then it just kind of goes off the rails in like a fun way where you have to sus- suspend your belief a little bit as they steal the plane. But it's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the and the filming of like they put like six 4K cameras in each of these planes hmm. and actually made all of the actors get flight training. Like it's there's no CGI. Like it is yeah. the real deal. Which adds. It adds so oh, much. Oh, so much so. It really does. So yeah, uh, big thumbs up for that one. It's not like... Uh, a movie that'll, I, I mean, it'll stick with you because it was like good, but it won't stick with you for any sort of like a uh, heavy emotional thematic I, reasons. See, but I, it's just for good. Whatever reason, the end, because I I think they did Rooster and Maverick's relationship very well in this mm-hmm. movie, given the circumstances of the first movie, and it's not like he's replacing Goose or whatever. Like Goose's mm-hmm. death is still shadowing over and everything, mm-hmm. but the line. At the end of the movie where Tom Cruise is like, you saved me or whatever. And Rooster said, that's what my dad would have done. And I almost teared up. Like, <laughs> And I was like, am I about to cry in a fucking Top Gun movie? This is insane. Yeah. What a crazy, unexpected trip this has been. Now, the action was successful and the it had enough emotion to make the action successful. Yes. Because like, that's stakes... my problem with like uh, Ultron or something. Sure. Is that movie feels like action, action, action with, yeah. I just, I'm not quite there with yeah. what the characters are doing. Yeah. That one, much like Guardians 2, feels like Avengers 1.5. Mm-hmm. Just like bonus footage. Um, so, segueing uh, with this one, I think this is a great blockbuster. It has been the biggest seller at the theater for the past couple of weeks. And Memorial mm-hmm. Day weekend, that release was insane. Like, that was... I. A bigger release than Doctor Strange, I think. Not as big as Spider-Man, but still pretty big. Um, however, we have a new film coming out next weekend. 
for this weekend, technically, uh, called Jurassic World Dominion mm-hmm. that I think is going to be absolutely crucified by this movie. And more people are going to be seeing Top Gun two weeks from now than Jurassic World New Dominion. I sure hope so. I, I think these <laughs> new Jurassic World movies have been... Um, Very bad. Just uninspired. Kind of like the new Star Wars movies. It's like they felt like they wanted to do well, it, but they didn't actually have any sort of plan for them. But Last Jedi is arguably the best Star Wars movie. Right. Well, I mean, well, I don't know if I agree with that, but I do agree that's the best of the new trilogy. And it was yeah. the only one that seemed like it had any plan to do anything. Integrity. Because the first one is just nothing. It's the same thing. And the last one is a complete mess. But the middle one at least had some ideas. The first one to me, and we've talked about Star Wars on this podcast. We, we've so probably too times. much. <laughs> probably too much. But I would say Force Awakens to me felt like Top Gun Maverick, just the nostalgia of all those characters. Although I cared way more about those characters. So... That but, is the special thing of that movie. Yeah, but it would have been it, it if that first movie had ended in some sort of like unprecedented new stunt kind mm-hmm. of sequence, like Maverick did. Then I think that comparison would be. But I think the for the first half of the, that movie, it was absolutely a Top Gun Maverick. Just yeah. like kind of playing the nostalgia, hitting the classic I, well, beats. I just love Kylo Ren's character, right? And that, all of this yeah. is is ruined after nine. That's the problem. Like, yeah. It's so selfish that they ended on such a note that makes me not want to rewatch any of these. <laughs> yeah, there, there's still stuff to, to like commend about this new trilogy, like the music and the casting. I think the casting and the performances are all really good. It's a shame about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 8 is my second favorite Star Wars movie yeah, next yeah. to Empire. I, I love 8. There's so much about 8 that I absolutely adore. Um, the internet did not feel that way, and Disney decided to listen to the internet. How long do you think it'll be until... Because I've already heard more people standing up for Last Jedi, just here yes. and there. And right. I feel like this is a groundswell that eventually will just be the prevailing narrative, is that that was the best film of the, the trilogy. But uh, I wonder how long that's going to take. It's so frustrating, to, and it's it, that's definitely going to happen, because it's art, and it will stand the test of time, <laughs> and all the haters who love Nine, like, you just watch Nine when you're a kid, and you're nostalgic, it's like just a shitty, it's like Jurassic World, Nine felt like, yeah. actually, Nine felt like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, because that movie is a train wreck, <laughs> and abysmal, and I fucking hate it. The only reason I saw that is, I think that was during the Movie Pass era. It was during the Movie Pass era, it came yeah. out. Matt, like I, the week before, I was just talking to my staff about this. The week before, I watched Infinity War for the fourth time in theaters, and then I go see Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Imagine the whiplash I got from quality of film to yeah. that piece of garbage. And I bet they're going to be like, because, like you said, I think Maverick will keep defeating it in the box office once it comes out. But yes. I bet the second movies numbers were inflated by movie pass and i don't uh, think like I, i'm not gonna go see it like the only reason i saw it was because i had movie pass i get to see it for free and i might not see it <laughs> like i'm just so and the staff's kind of torn because there's a lot of people who have nostalgia to the original jurassic park movies and they're just kind of like yeah these new ones aren't good but you got to go down with the ship and they're bringing back like the the og cast which will get asses in seats but I, still. I do like how they've doled out the um way that they've brought in the old cast like i think it's good for if you're doing a new movie franchise to yeah or like a, a reboot kind of thing 
to start with your new cast so that people can fall in love with them. And then you can slowly yeah. throw... Because if you just put them in at the beginning, then people might not care about them. Yes, true. Um, but uh, that's one good thing that I can say about <laughs> Jurassic And you just like the style yeah. that they did that. You don't necessarily like... You didn't become attached to the characters. No, no, but I could have. <laughs> they, they gave me room to. <laughs> yeah. They created the opportunity for you to do so, but you just did not. I did not because they, uh, they failed to deliver. Jura I mean, Jurassic World made, like, almost Spider-Man No Way Home money. Hmm. Um, it, and then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom also made over a billion dollars. Like, this could be a billion-dollar movie, but uh, I don't know. It's, it looks like it's going to be bad. It if it like does, it'll be, be on the shoulders bad. of the international market rather than the, the domestic market. Because Rise of Skywalker did not make a billion dollars, and the first two did. That's so hard to yeah. to make the final movie in the Skywalker <laughs> saga and make it fail to make a billion dollars. Like, yeah, it's shocking. Yeah, <laughs> it's really shocking. Defies How, belief. <laughs> <laughs> it's what an insane franchise to and. I mean, we, we do a lot of Star Wars tangents, but it just the whole... It's the strangest fan base, because you have the original trilogy, yeah. which is which is a perfect, nostalgic, great film, cultural, impactful, all that. Like, it, it's, it's amazing. And you have all the people who are fans of that. Mm -hmm. Then you have the prequels, which are not objectively bad movies, yeah. with characters that young people have become very attached to. Yeah. And will go back and retroactively defend those movies. Well, and the meme culture around the prequels has has completely, I think, changed the perception of them. Because now even people who didn't like them on release have funny yeah. associations with some of the lines because they just, they pop up in, you know, whatever yes. online communities that they participate in. So now they have fond associations with them, even if the movies themselves are still bad. Yes, correct. It. And I get, like, watching something when you're young and, like, oh, Darth Maul had a double, light, double lightsaber in that movie. Yeah, like, that's pretty dope. That's really sick. Um, and I grew up with those. But going back and watching them is a miserable experience. And I don't do it. <laughs> like, no. it, it is not like rewatching these Marvel movies once a year. I bought but, the, um, there's, like, the new Lego game that plays through all yeah. the Skywalker. And I wanted something oh, kind of brainless nice. to start my summer with. Yeah. And so I started, I started playing the prequels. And yeah. even in that, it's bad. And then I switched to the original trilogy, and I was having way more fun. <laughs> and the gameplay is basically the same, but just like that's how bad the prequels are. That even the Legos <laughs> that, can't make. They them can't fun. even get the Lego game right. <laughs> um, and then you have the new trilogy, which is already divisive because you have a whole bunch of people who are like, "This isn't as good as the prequels," who are just insane. And it also <laughs> started with the weird, the so weird, like racist, sexist fan base on the internet who's like yeah. why is there a woman in the the as the lead role this is not my star wars yeah uh which bad start for for the fans of that trilogy but it's crazy that there have been three trilogies decades apart and the fan bases could not be more different yet they are all the same amounts of stubborn and defending yeah. stupid things of the in their movies now, and I've never really gone to much of the um, extended universe stuff. Like, I've never watched any of the Star Wars TV shows. I did sure. play Knights of the Old Republic um, yeah. on Xbox. Well, the but nerds like that one as well. I, that one's, I mean, that's maybe my favorite Star Wars media, other than they're, 
the pod they're remastering made. it for PS5. Get ready. Oh wow! I know. I'm gonna get my hands on a copy pretty soon. I really well, need a I guess PS5. In a year. <laughs> I would. I would love to play Elden Ring. Oh, dude, David, my roommate is yeah. all over Elden Ring. Have you not played it? I that is. I'm not in the mood for that kind of punishment when i play video games (laughs) like david will literally be like i just spent seven hours in this dungeon and died and lost all my progress yeah and i'm like how is that how is this fun for you this is i want to go i want to collect my trophies i want to count my trophies and then i want to go to bed yeah now people have described it as being like breath of the wild plus dark souls which is yeah just so in my wheelhouse it's unbearable that i can't play it (laughs) (laughs) that's what i that's what i look like whenever i watch him play it and he's gotten to the point, he's he's a very intense gamer, like he will play Dark Souls and relish in, in the punishment of those games. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like a simpler version of those, yeah. you know, it does share a lot of qualities. Um, but this to him, now he's playing PvP and he is ruining, he's basically killing people at the end of dungeons. <laughs> <laughs> like he's going in and yeah. murdering them and then leaving. And I'm just like, this is, isn't this what you were suffering from months ago? Like, you've become everything you've hated. He's like, it's so fun, though. It's so satisfying. <laughs> to ruin someone's day. To ruin someone's day. God, yeah. that's. I like to come in, uh, just play my play my rock band or play my, uh, what am I playing? I just beat Ratchet and Clank. That was delightful. Yeah, I've heard such good things about that. Oh, Like, in great. terms of the visuals or, or just... Oh, it, it, it's stunning. It is the first game I played on this console that feels like next gen. Yeah. Yeah. And you can uh, change the performance based on your TV or you can change like the definition. You can do performance based definition or display with a higher frame rate. If you want it to like look better or run better kind of Mm -hmm. deal. Um, but yes, uh, so Jurassic world dominion coming out, uh, three days. Maybe we'll talk about it on the pod. Maybe we won't (laughs) probably won't. I will actually, because I imagine I will end up watching that movie. It's, I'll just be roped into it, um, just because I can for free. It's two and a half hours, though, and that just... I don't want to watch a two and a half hour Well, movie. I'll watch it if you give me an enthusiastic review of it, which There's I just find no very shot. unlikely. <laughs> There's no shot. Because yeah. currently on Letterboxd, which is my metric for judging whether or not I'm going to watch a movie, uh, it has a 2.7. Hmm. Uh, and it has only been released in South America, I believe. Uh, so the fact that they don't like it, yeah, it, movies usually only drop on Letterbox. I think Top Gun Maverick was the first one I've seen in a long time. It started at a three point eight and it went up from there, and now it's a four two, which that is feels, very that feels impressive. Right. Yeah, that that never happens though. Usually the early reviews come in, and it's all of the people who love the movie see it first, usually, uh, and then it will drop point four or point five points uh, when it is. Uh, when the general public sees it. Speaking um, of letterbox, yes. I, I've seen some discussion on Reddit of everything everywhere all at once recently yes. where people have uh-huh. not liked it as much. And I think part of the reason is it got such good yeah. reception early on that 100%. then people go with their expectations to the moon. And when yeah. it doesn't change their life, they're like, what? Yeah. And that <laughs> is that. exactly, that is, I mean, that, I mean, I still think it's a great movie and I yeah. loved it and I gave it four and a half stars. But that was my problem. My biggest complaint about the movie was it had a 4.6 on Letterboxd, mm-hmm. which is the gold standard for how I judge movies. And it works 95% of the time. There are obviously outliers mm-hmm. to that formula, this being one of them. But I went in and I was like, this is very, very, very good. 
is it better than The Godfather or The Dark Knight or Parasite? Or, you know, like all these other movies that are top 10 on the app. I'd probably say no, yes, no. Oh, well, that's... See, I would say no. I would say... Or maybe no, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I would say yes, no, no. Wait, you think The Dark Knight was better? Oh, then Everything Everywhere? Yeah. yeah. Everything Everywhere doesn't have Batman in it. Oh, well, that's true. I can't... Big loss. I mean, only barely. I'm surprised it doesn't have Batman at some point. There, <laughs> yeah, there's so is... much stuff in that movie. I'd, I'd be surprised if there was not at least a reference. There's Yeah, there's uh, no Batman. In the background that's... somewhere, a little Batman. Have you watched? Have you watched The Batman yet? No. Okay, you should really watch that, because that is... Uh... I watched it four times in theaters, and I originally gave it a four and a half, but after... Uh... Careful contemplation, I decided to up it to a five-star film because it really uh, wow. resonated with me. Months later, it has still stuck with me. Huh. So it is as good as seven out of the 33 Marvel properties uh, that have been released. That's crazy. I, I've, I've heard good things about it, but I, I didn't hear anything as strong it's, as that. It's very good. It's And, uh, like, first watch, I... And I, I don't know if necessarily you'll feel that enamored with it. Because I did right. watch it four times in theaters. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I was willing to rewatch a three-hour movie four times already says something about it. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, that, that's yeah. 12 hours. No, it's that's, not. Yeah, it that's is. Half, that's <laughs> half a day. Yeah. That is half a day of my life spent watching The Batman. Uh, and I imagine I will watch it more. But um, the first time I watched it, I felt fatigued two hours in because it was a midnight screening and mm-hmm. it was 2 a.m. And I had to work the next day. And I was like, I am I need this to end so I can think about it. The second watch was so much better because I knew everything to expect and I could piece together all the stuff I missed. Um, and then each subsequent watch, like it, it just feels like the most cohesive and well thought out and planned Batman movie. Even though it doesn't have a ton of like surprises i guess like Mm -hmm. it's definitely a straightforward narrative there's not really twists or turns or anything it just feels like the most complete thought out batman film to date and i don't even know if i like it more than the dark knight because i have a special place the primary antagonist is the riddler played by paul dano correct interesting yeah and he does a great job um and there was one more thing I wanted to segue. Oh, uh, did you watch uh, the Bo Burnham outtakes? I watched most of it. Uh, okay. And I don't remember what parts I skipped. I, I skipped, uh, I don't know, around a little bit, but then I went back and watched the rest of the stuff, but I think I still missed a little bit. But for the most part, I watched it, and the, for the most part, it was great. <laughs> yeah, the, and the songs were good, too. Like, I can't believe he left some of those songs out. Yeah. No, he is a, he's the kind of person that is just almost infuriating in terms of talent. <laughs> <laughs> well, to think, like, I think also right place, right time, because he was doing stuff right around the formation of YouTube, mm-hmm. and he was just doing better content than everyone else. He was, like, two years ahead of everyone else making content in that department. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if he didn't, it was if an, he didn't have YouTube, who knows where he'd end up. And it was, it was an easier pipeline back then, since there were fewer YouTube stars, from exactly. YouTube to traditional media. So he was able to yeah. start doing stand-up. And then because he's talented, his stand-up was actually worth seeing. Whereas yes. a lot of the time, there's still like YouTube shows, but most, most of it's garbage. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, that's so crazy. Like you, there was a time where you just needed like a thousand subscribers to be YouTube famous. 
Yeah. I mean, that, a million now, used to be just like unbelievable, but now there's plenty of people with the 10, yeah. 15 million. And like now the everyone. truly popular people who I'm completely oblivious to because the YouTube algorithm just doesn't like it used to be too, that there was like one kind of monolith of YouTube celebrity. Like I knew most of the people who were in the top like 10 of YouTube just because yeah. like yeah, they would do sure. cross promotion and stuff like that. Like sure. there was just, but now there's so much of YouTube that is a complete mystery to me. Like occasionally I'll <laughs> come across something and it'll be a channel with like 20 million or whatever followers. And I'll never like they're, they're so far outside my radar that I have no idea. I mean, it's just so massive. There's just so much content there. Yeah. Like I, I Mr. Beast is one of the ones right now who's super huge. I have no idea how many subscribers he has, but I've like the resources that, well, he, he did a um, remake of Squid Game oh, with okay. actually like 500 people and a bunch of like, I don't know. It was a whole huge production, but the fact that, uh, a YouTuber can put on a production with 500 different people in it, <laughs> plus all the support staff necessary to construct all, all these obstacles and stuff. That is, is insane. Quite a, quite a feat. I have yeah. no idea how much it costs, but it had to be enormously expensive. Um, what did you think of? I I don't know why I thought of you uh, when I'm not sure if you skipped the the spider song uh, in the outtakes where it's just it's the 45 seconds. Oh yeah, no, like that's great. <laughs> kind of like, like a goblin metal like uh, kind of song. The the type of metal you enjoy. Yeah. Um, I really liked that a lot. That that made me think of you. No, um, I, I, I think the this the whole inside uh, thing will be. Maybe the my go-to uh, like piece of art to define sure. the pandemic experience. Oh, absolutely! Like especially Hands that down. first year, it's just like, what did it yeah. feel like? It's like it felt yeah. a little bit like going crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and and I think he he nails it so well because at first it and I don't I I guess this had to be intentional. Like it seems so much fun. It seems like he's having so much fun at the beginning of that. Mm -hmm. Like, like, Oh, what am I going to do? I, I, I can do whatever I want. I'm totally free. Like I, I don't have to go to work, all this fun stuff. Uh, and he's just making the fun videos and white woman's Instagram. And, and then like through the middle, the songs just get a bit more like s subtly depressing. And also just like, and, what's society about? <laughs> like, what is yeah. all this for? <laughs> yeah. Like you just start just deep in thought and everything and you just kind of lost your mind and it it perfectly arcs and all eyes on me clearly like the climax of that short mm -hmm. um or i guess it's 90 minutes it's not really a short that's special yeah um which is all eyes on me might be my favorite i mean white woman's instagram is like my favorite fun mm -hmm. song choice uh but all eyes on me i think is the greatest achievement of that special welcome to the internet's pretty great too um i also really like the intro just as an intro but uh what content yeah or oh yeah 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 <clears throat> that one's very good um yeah bo burnham's really great i hope he comes on this podcast one day that would be uh delightful <laughs> he must hate treat. marvel right <laughs> like um, i feel like he he would he finds it uh too big too corporate-y well, it's funny, uh, I guess since you didn't watch the end, you, did you see the credits? Yeah, yeah, the, the, his, okay. his parody. The, of the... the inside cinematic universe. Yeah. So he must know something about Marvel. Maybe it's something that he enjoys but feels guilty about enjoying. 
I could see that. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a lot of people. Yeah. But not me. I feel no guilt. Um, all right. One more, one more slight sidebar. And then, uh, and speaking of Marvel guilt, um, friend of the show, Liam O'Connor, the, this, this past year, like post Endgame, has really taken an interesting turn. I kind of want to have him back on the show. Mm-hmm. But now that you are starting to enjoy Marvel more uh, than your former self, Liam has sort of taken the opposite approach, and he has rated all of these Marvel movies. What's what started this was he hated Doctor Strange. Okay, absolutely hated it, and I loved it. <laughs> it you is you loved it. You know, looking at Winter Soldier, which I know is one of his favorites. Yes, and looking at it Doctor is... Strange, they are very different, and, the, and it's, very different. You can kind of see the things that the reasons why I didn't like Winter Soldier so much. Yeah. Are the exact reasons I did like Doctor Strange, so I could see how that those are our, uh, I don't know, the mirror image of each other. Yes, but he also, I mean, he gave Black Widow like a two and a half, which you know, maybe that's, that's fair. <laughs> that's yeah, I, I won't, I won't die on Ranksgiving. That hill. Um, <laughs> Ranksgiving. Uh, That'll be uh, reckoning. Shang Chi, he liked but didn't love. He hated Eternals. Gave it a one star, uh-huh. which is very low. Uh, he liked Spider-Man, didn't love Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which is insane because that's one of the greatest achievements in cinema of all time. Uh, and then did not like Doctor Strange. So I kind of want to just have him back on to to explain why he has turned to the Marvel equivalent of the dark side as of late. In general, I don't disagree with most of those takes. I do think Eternals, there was something to it that was worth more than a one. And yeah. uh I, I, obviously, I like Doctor Strange a lot more than he did, but like That's in great. terms of, I don't think uh, there. I do think there was stuff about Spider Man not to like. I do think sure. it was kind of almost a little bit like Maverick redeemed a lot in its final act. To like, oh, Spider Man. Yeah, anything that I wasn't enjoying so far was basically fixed by the final half of that movie. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I was I was pretty into that throughout. Mm-hmm. Obviously, though, I'm, I'm. That movie was made for me, pretty much. And just, oh man. And I, I've also, I don't know why. I had like just a very reflective Friday morning where I was just going through Letterbox and kind of looking at my five star movies. And I kind of want to. I don't really give five stars out a lot. I think five percent of I've seen, I've logged like eighteen hundred movies, and five percent, maybe less, are five star movies. Mm. And I think it should be a low number. Otherwise, if you it's like thirty percent five stars, then the rating just isn't that special, right? And the end of Spider-Man No Way Home, where he looks at Zendaya and he's like, I'm going to tell her how I feel. I'm going to tell her who I am. And he sees that she's happy. And just that very subtle, like, she's happy. She doesn't need me. I want her to be happy. And he kind of walks off into the distance. Very much like a sad bastard kind of uh, bittersweet love story. Mm-hmm. Which, oh my god. that's That might be my favorite non-Marvel moment in a marvel movie like you know what i'm saying more of a serious right uh doesn't that like thor showing up to wakanda is a much different reaction right but it is equally as powerful no that that's kind of a fun action figure moment <laughs> yes like, exactly. and then thor came down Wah! but this is just this like, felt like yeah. i was watching something like chinatown for the first time <laughs> i was like holy shit <laughs> Um, that's what I would compare it to. Um, so yeah, we'll have to get, uh, Liam back on the podcast, uh, to rate. I, I just love, I fucking love Marvel, dude. Do you want to talk about Moon Knight? Yeah. 
50 minutes in. 50 Let's go. I, we can go podcast. fairly quick about it, though, I think. You think? Because I you talked about it a t- little bit. I was, I was we did. fairly bored about by the first Okay, and and did your opinion... Well, I guess we yeah, should... Yeah, that's the uh, end. Lo, okay, so what's your overall take? Okay, so my overall take, my rating of this... Oh, I, and I guess I need to uh, also rate it by... Um, I need to give it like the uh, our actual adventures at the table. So this is twenty two out of thirty three for me. Okay. It is better than Guardians Volume Two, which we discussed earlier. It is right before Shang Chi. Okay. And it is right behind Eternals, number okay. twenty two. So a lot of new um, properties around this area. Yeah. Um. Honestly, it's it seems very hard for the newer content to break the top half of this. So which which kind of two... tracks with what Liam is saying. Like obviously Liam has reacted stronger than you have to yeah. this because you're still enjoying them. But it is yes. like compared to the older stuff, even you are ranking it slightly lower. True, and I guess. But your, I, I mean, your contention, I believe, is just that that stuff is so good, you can't really expect stuff to reach that level exactly. all the time. You just like I can't imagine anything ever being better than Endgame. Like that's. That would be so strange. And Spider-Man No Way Home for a post-Endgame movie to make top five. And it, it's number four. Okay. So it even, it's it's higher up. It's not even number five. It's in the top five. It is in the thick of the top five. Um, okay, so on my ranking that I'm looking up right now. Um, see, we sorted these. I just want to sort it by mine. Um, can I do that right here? Uh, not easily. Okay, that's fine. Um, so I just need to look at what score I gave uh, Shang-Chi, which is... Um, I gave it a 4.5 Avengers at the table. Um, and then I gave Eternals, because my uh, this needs to be <laughs> in between. Um, Eternals is... Compelling uh, listening. I know, I know, I know. So much dead air, so much dead air. I'm trying to find I should have probably have been talking, but I was just, you know, you enjoying. Could <laughs> you could have been. I was uh, enjoying okay. the empty space. And it's so frustrating that we have four sheets of these rankings. Yeah. Okay. This, we found, gotta and, clean and these and up. Ranks giving will really have really to, because this happens every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Eternals is a four point eight three, Shang-Chi's a four point five. So I'm gonna give Moon Knight a um you know what? I'll probably uh, I I think I'm gonna give Shang Chi a four point or sorry Moon Knight a four five. Mm-hmm. I I don't think it's any significantly better than Shang Chi. I think it's right around the same quality of film. Okay. So that's so the Avengers at the table. I'm gonna put Shang Chi there because I've been talking about him so much. Um, and then I will put uh. Let's see. Um, oh, Moon Knight. I'll put Mark Spector there. Uh, Mark Spector himself. And I'll put... Uh, who's the other the other Moon Knight? Steven. There you right? go. Yeah, Steven. Steven. Uh, and then I'll, Jake. Jake shows up at the end. So I'm going to put Jake, Mark, and Steven. Should we be allowed to do that? The split personalities, should they each count as an Avenger? Eh, why not? This is new content. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> We shouldn't. We don't need to introduce any new fractions, do we? Because this would be a way to do that. I don't think so. I mean, because we, we already can have get close enough. And our system yeah. is. 
I would. I was just thinking about this while you're assigning people to the table. Yeah. How amazing would it be to have like the the breakdown of what Avengers appear most at our respective tables? Oh yeah. See, if we had an intern, that yeah. would be their. Oh first yeah. Job. No, go back and see who we assigned. <laughs> go back. Go back. Listen to all these. And make oh, and you know while you're at it, make some highlight episodes. Yeah. So that way yeah, people exactly. don't have to go back and listen to a hundred. We can just do like a couple best ofs. Yeah. <laughs> hundred percent rope in rope in the the fans yeah. although the hundredth episode is kind of basically a best of just i mean it, we just touch on all of the points it's not a clip show by any means no that's what i'm um, all about clip shows yeah my favorite episode of any sitcom show. is a, it's yeah. a clip show you love the clip show <laughs> love the clip show all right so i give this a four out of six avengers those are my avengers at the table um sorry for the dead air uh we are back in full swing uh, the first episode of this movie, I was very intrigued. Sorry, uh, the, this Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. I was very intrigued by I like in London, it seems odd that there hasn't really been... Is Eternals the first MCU thing to happen in London? And it it's only briefly in London? Well, wasn't there... Wasn't the final sequence of Spider-Man 2 in London? On London Bridge? Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. They are... They are on the bridge. They start in, in Venice. That is London. That is correct. Yes, because he's studying abroad. So that London does have some Avengers level threats. Prior to that, um, I can't think of anything though. Yeah, because I was also Black Widow. They travel around Europe a lot too, but I don't think they ever went to England, mm-hmm. to my knowledge. Um, I only watched that movie once though. It's coming up in the rewatch. We'll rewatch soon. Um, so I really and also I think probably. It's it's a going to be unanimous from the both of us that the best part of this show is Oscar Isaac's performance mm. playing two people thoroughly uh, and, and going in with different uh, attitudes to each character. And he just I think he does such a great job of someone with associative identity. Person. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little split. like um, uh, Andy Serkis in Lord of the Rings. Where they're, sure, they're, they're yeah. cutting back and forth between the Gollum and Smeagol. And you yeah, really sure. feel the character change, even though it's the exact same person yes. talking. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so the first episode is just kind of introducing him to the universe. He's having these weird dreams. And then it ends with a huge fight in the museum with these weird uh, jackals, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, and... It ends with uh, the bathroom door. Him going off camera and killing the jackal as Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Which I really loved the pilot of this. Ch- I loved the first episode. Yeah. I was I, very into it. As we've talked about, I was less enthused. I'll say the things okay. that I liked about it is I think the Egyptian theming is okay. is like an interesting thing for a Marvel movie. We haven't seen too much of that. So it's a cool sure. way to incorporate some... Real world, world stuff into the fantasy. and Egypt is a real place. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's just like stylistically interesting is my point. Yeah. Uh, um, um, and then uh, what was my other? Oh, it's got like, you know, a little bit of that air of mystery where you're just like, so what exactly is happening? Like, because it just throws yeah. you in and you're just like, how could these all these things really be a coherent whole? Yes. Um, the God stuff is very interesting, too, because we first find out like Marvel God's. I mean, obviously Thor is the first Marvel god, and he's been around for a long time. And then Eternals are also kind of gods, mm-hmm. which basically it's just like 
god as in like you could hang with iron man like you could that's the level of god but now we're getting into like the ancient gods like in eternals especially the celestial who shows up like it seems like iron man would have a tough time fighting that celestial yeah um as well as um the ancient egyptian ones in this show Mm -hmm. um and then i think thor love and thunder gore the god butcher like his whole deal is he murders gods um which i think could be cool like if you're introducing all these gods to then be murdered by gore the god butcher wait so that's what christian bale's character is or what Yes, that is what okay. Christian Bale's character is. No, I, I, um, I, the only thing I've seen is like the movie theater trailer. So, which is a pretty good trailer. Yeah, I mean, I want to um, see it, but it's—I mean, I would have wanted to see it because of because of your contractual obligation. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say like Ragnarok, like the history yeah, of the sure. series. It is a top tier Marvel. Um, I do expect that will make it in the top half, but we will see. Um, so, really, the first two, maybe three episodes of this show, like, the whole summoning of the suit thing, I really love that whole bit. I like Ethan Hawke as a villain at first. Mm-hmm. Like, he's pretty compelling. Um, did you watch all of these? That's a good follow-up. Uh, no. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, right. I was going to see how long I could go <laughs> before I could reveal <laughs> that I never finished them. So, <laughs> Well, you're doing a bad job because you're not even chiming into episode one. Oh, I did chime in a little bit. So I went to open this file because we were scheduling this podcast. Yes, and then I went yes. to name it and I was like, oh shit, this is the Moon Knight episode and I never watched any more of Moon Knight. Oh, great. <laughs> great but the great part, Jordan. Kate, is that no one knows and we're already 55 minutes into the episode. So we got them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. We're here. I mean, I'm going to talk about Moon Knight and you're just going to sit here and listen, I guess. Yeah. um you duped them you duped the fans although i do i know this about you at this point five years into this podcast if you wanted to finish it you would have no yeah it does say something about the series that i didn't finish it yeah because i certainly finished all the other series and relatively gladly like even uh captain falcon and the winter soldier yeah you did finish that here wait one second my headphones just messed up Uh uh-oh you did do that piece by piece. Should, should I talk about Moon Knight now? Um, okay. Uh, so how far did you get? I can't hear. Uh, sorry. Okay, I'll keep talking. Um, so in episode two, uh, it's it's you're starting to see um, Mark Spector and the other Mark Spector. Uh, God damn it! I just found Stephen. Stephen. Okay, I got my um, audio again. Okay, great. Um, I was talking about the du- duality of Moon Knight. Yes. Um, and they're back and forth. And I like the whole... Like, they have two different costumes. I like that. How far in the show did you Just get? to the beginning of uh, episode three. Okay, so almost halfway. But spoil it for me and see if there's anything that's interesting enough for me to go check out. Because if you, if you describe I, an interesting enough scene, I'll go find it and watch it. See, and, well, I, I hate to I hate to be the, the bearer of... Well, I guess this isn't bad news for you. This probably is a relief to you. Uh, I think the first three episodes of the series are the best. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's not really anything. And granted, I will rewatch it, and it's probably a lot of these shows that I, I think are genuinely well-made shows mm-hmm. or movies that I don't immediately like because of... You know, there's something to be said, like, 
watching Age of Ultron for the first time is just like it's an action, it's a blast. I don't think you have the thing in my brain that I'm about to describe, mm-hmm. but something like I'm trying to think of the best example. So, so the best example of a movie that is just all flash, no substance, is Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and I had such a fun time watching that in theaters. And the rewatch of that has gone significantly downhill every time. I've seen that movie nearly ten times. Right. It is not as fun to watch. Because there's not there's not that anything underlying it. Exactly. There's not really any substance. It was all flash. The flash happened. Um this, I think, is the opposite of that. There's not really any flash. Uh I mean there's some. It's there's it's a Which is show funny because like on paper that means you'd think that it'd be more of a Jordan show. Exactly, which is why I am a little curious that you petered out um, so early. So, I mean, maybe it's worth it for you. I'm obviously going to rewatch this once a year for the rest of my well, life. Well, I, I did. I will say that I did not intentionally not watch it. I, I was a little bored by it initially, but I did yeah. plan to go back and finish it. It just uh, sure. My sudden car problems yesterday made me yes. change my plans, and I was my plan was to at some point watch Moon Knight before this to episode started, uh, but that didn't and, happen. Uh, obviously, you know the best laid plans, that kind of stuff happens. Um, so the first three episodes we all know about, uh, including yourself, um, except so what? At some point, he loses his. Or Khonshu loses his powers. Khonshu is the god who gives Moon Knight his powers. Okay, yeah, and yeah. I guess in episode three, at the end of episode three, those are taken from him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> episode four, he does not have his powers and he still goes to fight the villains, which is, that is, I've mentioned this so many times on the podcast, my least favorite trope is when a superhero doesn't have his powers. Yeah. And starts to do, that's why I'm not crazy about Spider-Man 2. Um... <clears throat> I came to see these people do that stuff. <clears throat> there are exceptions to the rule. Like, sometimes that is done very well. Um, I'm trying to think of an, in, an instance of that, but I can't. <laughs> I, but uh, I'm sure it has happened. Um, I, I would say so this, uh, Spider-Man 3 is a little bit him questioning his powers. He's never not Spider-Man, though. He's just sad. Wait, did I say bit, Spider-Man I or like. did I say Iron Man? You said Spider-Man. Okay, I meant Iron Man. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Iron Man, but even, I guess I like that because he's proving that he's more than the suit and his powers are in or Which is brain, what it should be much. when they lose their powers, right? Because it's about them returning yeah, ex- to their humanness and seeing what's there. Yes, but most of the time there's nothing there, right? Like, <laughs> which is the problem. Yeah. Toby didn't um, have a lot going on other than being Toby Spider-Man. had nothing going on. And Oscar Isaac kind of also, like... He's just a split personality guy, mm-hmm. which is much more difficult to fight uh, ancient gods if you have no superpowers. Um, there's a lot of cool fight sequences in the first or in episodes two and three that I really enjoy. Um, and then the yeah, the end of episode, episode two had a pretty good fight sequence. Yes, for sure. Um, and then. Episode four, he gets shot and dies at the end of the fight because he's a human and he goes to fight a you know a superhero's battle mm-hmm. and he gets shot and dies. And then the part, the thing I think you would find most interesting about this whole show is episode five, which is Wait, what happens in episode he wakes four. Up, uh, episode four is when he gets shot. Oh, I thought you said that was the end of episode three. Okay, no, the end of episode three is he loses his powers. Oh, okay, and the end of episode the, four he dies. 
Okay, yes. gotcha. Because he loses his powers, and then episode four, he's powerless, which, that, so this is when I start to feel slight fatigue from this show. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I love it. Don't get me. I love Marvel, <laughs> but, but I gotta, I gotta have this, uh, conflicting opinion because my, my, uh, alternate e- my alter ego who hates this stuff didn't watch the show. Couldn't bring himself to. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't bring himself to watch it. Um, episode five, I think would be your favorite because the whole premise of that episode is when, after he dies, he wakes up in a mental institution and he... Huh is in the institution with... And Ethan Hawke plays his psychiatrist. And he and his split personality, Mark, are both in the institution together. And the whole episode is him trying to convince... Or Ethan Hawke trying to convince him that none of this is real. You both live in this mental institution kind of deal. Huh. Uh, and it's kind of just like a... I'm, that's been done in television shows mm-hmm. before where you're like, what's real, what's not? Mm-hmm. Um, Unsane. Which, but... Unsane, exactly. Um, Unsane is probably the best version of that trope, I would yeah, say. Yeah, that movie was... That, that stuck with me of my... Because uh, that, I think, was also a... Um, that was a movie pass. Movie pass. Yeah. I think that, that's that one was... of those ones that stuck with me most from that era. Other than Hurricane yeah, that... Heist. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that, Unsane was such a trope. Yeah. That, and I'm, I'm not even a big Soderbergh fan. That's probably my favorite Soderbergh yeah. movie. Like, I was blown it's, away by there's it. There's some pretty upsetting sequences toward the end. And, like, the most of it, you're yeah. just questioning your sanity, but that end sequence is pretty terrifying. Yeah. It's it's so great. So great. Um, and then the last episode, he gets his powers back, and it's a huge Marvel battle sequence. Um, his girlfriend becomes uh, the Scarlet Scarab, I believe. Mm. Not to be confused with the Scarlet Witch. Um, and she has her powers, uh, I guess she has like a wingsuit kind of deal. She looked like Falcon a bit, okay. but she's also a god and bulletproof, I believe. That's pretty good. I, she's like Wonder Woman mixed with Falcon, I guess you could say, cause she has like the wrist braces and stuff. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's her deal. Uh, and they're both, there's some cool fight sequences here where he's fighting, Ethan Hawke's character, and it's paralleling in the background. There's huge CGI Egyptian gods fighting in the background when both of them are fighting. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I should also mention that I watched Doctor Strange at midnight and then came home and watched mm-hmm. this, so my brain wasn't really firing on all cylinders. And I'm sure I would appreciate it more if I watched it in the light of day. Yeah. I will say, I, I mean, that's a, like, it tracks a little closely with a Marvel... Um, I don't know, like a little bit predictable, like him losing his powers. I mean, I guess him dying is a little unexpected, but that's kind of just like your classic, you know, you're in a strange situation, you start to acclimate to it, and then something goes really wrong, and then something goes so wrong that it seems hopeless, and then you get your, uh, you reacclimate again for the final whatever, and then you return with the knowledge that you gained. Like, that's kind of the classic story. And so it does kind of follow those beats. Yeah. It does. It it does feel like, uh, yeah, I guess it's just, it's a very good, unique origin story, but I feel like it's told in a similar way to a lot of the other Marvel content. Yeah, I think the best things about it, and I do think, especially if Moon Knight appears in further media, which I do enjoy, oh, yeah. that would be oh, probably yeah. what spurs me to go back and finish the series, yeah, if, if I sure. find the and, character compelling in that other stuff. Um and he's going to be like, he hangs out with, um, Dane Whitman, um, and Blade 
in the uh, okay. Dane Whitman is uh, what's his face? John Snow. Eternals. John okay, Snow. Yeah. Yes. Um, John Snow and uh, Blade are like him. John Snow and Blade, and I think like the Punisher and maybe Ghost Rider. There's like a dark tier Avengers kind of deal. I, I like, just hope that Marvel that, right now because they're they're seeing some like less consistent success these movies are still succeeding but they're not like as unambiguously praised but i hope they they stick to it like they're they don't like try to shy away and back off from it because i think this is at least a unique thing to do i think commit to it at least see it through and then if it doesn't work move in a different direction but don't half do the ending trying to appease the people that are already kind of iffy i i don't think kevin feige would let that happen like he has He's real. I mean, he's. It's the best example of, like, adapting to something that doesn't succeed. Like with Thor: Dark World, pivoting and making Ragnarok. With Captain America: One, pivoting and making Winter Soldier. Yeah. He just. He seems. And Eternals, I think, is the best example in recent years. I mean, Black Widow, but that you didn't need to have a sequel. That's just kind of a weird epilogue that maybe didn't even need to happen. Yeah. Um, well, would have almost been better as a show. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I, yeah, I'm sure Scarlett Johansson might not have settled for TV show money, but well, uh, since the way it came out, she might have. It might have been better. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She might have made more money. <laughs> um, but uh, the post-credit scene of this, I really was expecting a Blade cameo or a, D- a Dane Whitman cameo at least, because at the end of Eternals, Blade recruits Dane Whitman, so I figured it would have been like. Uh, sort of a Nick Fury thing mm-hmm. in phase one going around and then Tony Stark went to get Hulk and then so right. on. Um, Dane Whitman would have showed up here, but no such luck. He does not show up. Um, hmm. And originally I was Googling it cause there's no other, this is completely separate from Marvel lore. They do mention black Panthers God once in the show. Okay. And that's really the only thing that connects it to the greater MCU. Hmm. Um, which I, you know how I love when they cross over. Like, that's my favorite part of all of right. this. Them hanging out with the other people in the other movies. That's the best. There's none of that here. Yeah. Which I think is why the show suffered a bit in my eyes. Yeah. Well, I guess I won't review uh, it because that wouldn't be fair to it. Um, probably not. You should watch it. Maybe review based on the first... Do, do what we would do for the other TV show and give, like, the first couple episodes out of two Avengers. Okay, probably then one out of two. Because the stuff I said okay. I liked is like some of the... Like, I like it aesthetically. I just don't like it. It's a little... Like we've talked about, it seems a little stale plot-wise. Sure. But the acting is good. Do... Like, visually, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You probably need to rewatch this before Thanksgiving. Otherwise, it's going to be just... Uh, you're going to take the integrity out of Frank Skinner. That's true. And we cannot have that. <laughs> we can't have that. That would be insane. Um, so the post credit scene in this, the whole time they tease Jake, which is the super violent personality, and mm-hmm. Mark is kind of like the badass hitman guy mm-hmm. who you think is the violent personality, but also he has kind of a heart. Yeah. And then we have um, the everyman. And then you have the every, Steve and the everyman. Right. Um and I won't spoil it because I do think you will end up watching this at some mm-hmm. point. Um, there is a, f- a a very cool reveal of the way how like Stephen was invented by Mark subconsciously because mm-hmm. Mark is the the main the guy in the body. Gotcha. That's the birth certificate. That's the guy. 
And then multiple personalities were created because of a past, a traumatic event. Right. And I think the way they set that up is pretty cool. Um, even though it's somewhat depressing. But um, the end of this show is um, they both are content with each other. They don't have to fight over the body anymore. They're happy. Uh, they each realize each other's pros. And then the end of the show is, um, I, I guess it's Ethan Hawke's character, um, is confronted. Someone is confronted. Again, I was falling asleep as I was watching this because it was 4 a.m. <laughs> um, it, it is revealed that Jake is now in charge of the body. And Jake is the super violent vindictive one okay who just, so it's bad like news the, for everyone it almost sets him up to be a villain in something else kind of like scarlet witch correct. was and so then correct. at the end of that movie once he's returned he can yeah although scarlet witch is just one person who made her decisions this is like oh it wasn't me it was right my exactly other he can be redeemed <laughs> he can be redeemed scarlet witch has murdered so many people yeah God, I really love Doctor Strange. Dude. That was so, so, so satisfying. And that's, I think that's going to hit a billion dollars worldwide, oh, which is yeah, great. I hope so. Which is really, it's Sam Raimi's highest grossing movie of all time. All right, now. last topic, real quick, before we okay. wrap up. Real quick, real quick. Doctor Stranger Things. Have you watched the new oh, episodes? Stranger Things. I just finished episode four. Okay. So I have three to go. They're so long. They are. I can't imagine, because you hate sitting still for long periods of time. Like, how long did it take you to watch this? Not that long, because Ellie was very invested. So I was kind of... Okay. And, and she, she has not like been invested in any Game of these Boy? Disney Plus shows. Really? Not even WandaVision? WandaVision was the only one. Uh, well, I mean, WandaVision's yeah. great. Not Loki? No Loki? She, uh, I don't think she watched Loki. I can't remember. Oh, she man, might have Loki's, also watched Loki. Also if she bad. watched two, those were the two. I know she didn't watch Captain <laughs> okay. Winter Soldier. I know she didn't want to watch Moon Knight. Like when I brought it okay. up to her, she was like, Psh. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, well, you know, we'll win yeah. her over. Um, big fan of uh, Doctor Strange, though, so that's good. But yeah, oh, she's yeah, a big no, fan great. of Stranger Things, so that's why we were okay. we were cruising through that. Though and we also talked about how. Neither one of us could really remember what happened on all the previous seasons, which I feel like was also yeah. how I felt about season three. I was like, I at some point watched season one and two. I don't really remember them, but this season was fun. Well, there's a two year gap in between. Well, so actually, it's it's exponential. It's kind yeah. of weird. So the first season comes out, there's a year gap. Then the second season comes out, there's a two year. The gap. ages are getting rough. Well, and that's why this is a three year gap, and everyone forgot everything because. They're like, we have to wait for these kids to hit fucking puberty or else it's gonna they're gonna do it mid show and it's gonna be so weird. Yeah. Um so they, they gave it like a year um for them to kind of figure it out. But uh which it's it's been pretty know, good. How how much uh, Hopper have you seen? Like what's he up to in the episode that you're in? Um so Hopper and Joyce and all them just got double crossed by the the Russian plane guy. Okay. And now Hopper is back in jail with the guard who was trying to let him out, and he just punched him in the face. Yeah, so this I'm... dude, they're punishing Hopper so much so far yeah. this season. Yeah, well, every every scene with him is just like, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, 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 He really should not have uh, saved the world. I know. It, it's so weird that they're... It really like, bit him in the ass. They, they must have some really amazing redemption final thing to reward him for this suffering. What if he dies at the end? Like we thought he did at the end of three. Like he sacrifices himself for real this time. That would suck so hard. But it would also be like <laughs> kind of cool. 
Um, what do you think about the for- their release format? Like, how long did it take you to watch this? And would you have liked to watch four more hours? No, yeah, I'm kind of glad episodes? they split it up. We watched it, like, I think kind of two episodes at a time over the space of a few days. That's still, like, three hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're 75 minutes minimum. Yeah. No, which is crazy. And, and the last ones, I think, are going to be even longer. Yeah, the last episode is two and a half yeah, hours. straight up feature film. A long yeah, feature film. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's like a Marvel feature yeah. film. Or a Jurassic World Dominion yeah. feature film. But I look forward to uh, it. I mean, Stranger Things is, I think... I'm not sure if it's you, maybe right. as good as it has been, but it, it's still, like, solid. This is actually... Well, actually, that that's perfectly segues into what I was about to ask. Because um, I... I've mentioned this several times in the show. Um, as as with a lot of... I guess we're just repeating ourselves these days. <laughs> Eminence Front Era, all about repetition. <laughs> Eminence Front Era, all greatest hits, all the time. Just like Eminence Front. Um, I loved season one. And I remember Stephen King, a week before season one came out, said, like, this is Stephen... This is my greatest hits. Yeah. Like, this is a love letter to all of my work. And I was like, that is so... That, what a great elevator pitch. I am so excited to watch this show. I watch it, then everyone else watches it, and they're like, have you heard of this show? I'm like, yes, please. I'm day one. I've been here forever. Uh, And then it takes on the Mumford and Sons effect, where the whole fucking world is talking about what I had, like this niche fun show that I thought was pretty cool. Nothing too incredible or Mm world-changing or new, but it was fun. It's so fun. Especially season one. Then season two comes around, and everyone and their mother is talking about the premiere of season two. And I'm just like, all right, I have fatigue from this. The fact that everyone is talking about it, much like everything everywhere all at once, except that was actually genuinely brilliant filmmaking. Uh, I go into this and I'm like, this is not worth everybody talking about it all at the same time. Um, And then two also had that stupid 11 episode where she goes off and hangs out with the others. Um, There's some cool stuff in two. I definitely felt fatigue in two. And then three comes out, and then two years had passed, so a lot of the super fans had died off, the the fad had kind of worn off, and it's just like, only real fans stuck around. Well, uh, and I just think that season th- was a lot of fun. It was better, Like, they too. just played and around the- with the format a lot, and the new characters they introduced were all, like, Yes, good. were all great. Um, also, the trailer had Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home, <laughs> best song use. Um, four so far is my favorite season, I believe. Okay. Um, except, and it, it did seem darker, like you said, with the whole Hopper stuff, like they are, yeah, that's crazy. However, at the end of episode four, and everyone wouldn't shut up about the, I always go on IMDB episodes to see like what the, the best ones Mm -hmm. are for all of these action shows. Um, and four and seven were rated the highest. They're like 9.6 or 9.7. Yes. Which... You know, is not as good as probably other shows. Like, uh, I don't like. Uh, I think Ozymandias and Breaking Bad and The Red Wedding and Game of Thrones or The Reigns of Castamere or whatever. Those are both nine point nines. Um, and I don't think this is point two below mm-hmm. those. I did not think episode four. I love the villain. Uh, I think he's good, but he was about to murder Max, mm-hmm. and then everyone's just like, he, the ending of this is so good. I'm like, oh, she's gonna die. <laughs> And it's going to be like, it's going to rally the troops, and that's going to be really fucking cool. But she lives, and it's just like, it throws all the flashbacks, it just plays with your heartstrings, 
in a bit of a cliche way where it just shows like clips from them being friends like oh friendship is the strongest thing which is weird because if they did that trope in a marvel movie i would probably fucking love it <laughs> but here i did not like it at all the uh um the thing villain is interesting and almost the most interesting thing about them is how much they're showing them like so yeah. far in the series every other villain has been like in the shadows a little bit like jaws it's like the unknownness yes. of it is part of it but this they're like here's his face yeah Here's how he does it. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's the Freddy Krueger, yeah. Guy, which is, and also, did you notice Robert England, Freddy Krueger himself, was in the show? Oh no, I did not notice that. That is uh, the original Freddy Krueger is uh, the crazy person who uh, uh, what the two girls interview. I don't oh. know any characters' names. Um, the guy with the messed up yeah. eyes. Yeah, that is Robert England, who is Freddy Krueger oh. himself, who they have clearly based this villain off of yeah okay because he murders people in their minds which is that cool. was a really good performance by him oh he's great he's a great yeah. actor he's he's very good um if you have you watched any of the nightmare on elm streets no is there one you'd recommend as the the best to start yes with? i well watch the first one because it holds okay. up and it's spectacular horror uh and then you i don't know if you'd care for the rest they're kind of fun but they're like a bit so you just say watch if one you are, watch one but then watch six okay. and i know that's a crazy jump but it's six is called new nightmare yeah. and the premise of that is the actress who plays the actress in one and i guess a couple other of these movies she's probably comes up again the person who is being haunted by freddy krueger mm-hmm. in the movie plays herself as an actress and Robert England is like her friend in real life, and she claims that Freddy Krueger is hunting her down <laughs> in like real life, and it's so meta and so great. When did that come out? Um, in the nineties. Perfect. That's what I was hoping. I was hoping it wasn't like a yeah future throwback. No, it was like a it was like a ten year gap, and then he comes back guns blazing, and that might be one of his greatest. Interesting. Films. Um. So watch one and watch New Nightmare. I'll put those on the docket. Yes, those are both really, really great uh, theatrical treats. Um, so what it, were you fine with the... And also the Kate Bush running up that hill. Uh, it's it's actually funny. On the uh, in the 100th episode, we called... Um, our Me and Kyle, when Kyle mm-hmm. was helping me out, we called our good buddy Kelton. And I asked, what is a song that's definitely going to be in Guardians 3? And he said, running up that hill by Kate Bush. And I'm like, I have, n- I have no idea what that song is. And he sang it like, he's not the best <laughs> singer. So he sang it on the pod. And he's just like, running up that hill. <laughs> like over and over again. And I was like, I have no idea what the fuck this song is. And then I saw this scene. I'm like, oh my God, that's the fucking I know, song. And it's everywhere right now, about. that song is. It is blowing up. But I don't I don't really like that song that much. I, I, I dig it. Um, I was watching some other Kate Bush stuff. Um, yeah. And she had a, a song called Babushka, which I thought was oh. pretty good. And uh, her biggest hit, I think, is Weathering Heights. Weathering Heights. Okay. Um, and that was also good, except for she okay. was kind of singing in a weird high-pitched voice the whole time. Oh. Well, yeah. I don't know. The The whole combination, what did you... What did you my question to you, uh, to, to wrap it up with, is what did you think of episode four of Stranger Things? <laughs> <laughs> like the ending where she survives and runs back to her friends and listens to Kate Bush. Kate Bush gets her to beat the villain. Yeah, I did not think she was going to die there. But mm. maybe that's just because I, I don't think they had the guts to do it. Um, I know, because I feel like they needed to kill off some... There's too many characters now. She would have had to have been motivation. treated better in the first four episodes for her to die here. 
you know, like there would have had to have been some satisfying, which, which is like, I think it would have been more impactful filmmaking if her, she was like yeah. her last days were her scared that she was about to die. Like that, that cause that's, yeah. I don't know, almost true well, to her life. She is. She, yeah, and she's worried the whole time, which is why I thought they were going to do like a truer to life. Like, oh, but shit, I think she's this for is a show that has this kind death. of audience, that audience could not stand that for them to for her to die in a satisfying way for yeah. that audience. I think they would have had to be like, and then she got everything she ever wanted, and then she died. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a I, happy send off, and also the episode is Dear Billy, and like, arguably, the biggest moment is her well aside from the ending obviously is her reading the letter to her brother who died and i don't i it's been three years since i watched the last season but i remember hating billy i think he was a bully throughout and he died at the end and no one really cared that he died he was murdered by the the upside down now when i was starting to watch um the first episode of this season i was talking to ellie and i was like when I watched the last season of this, I was living in a different city. I wasn't in law school, and I didn't even have a girlfriend. Yeah. And now I'm engaged two-thirds of the way through and law school and all that, all that stuff. So it's crazy living in a different how, city. Long, yeah. how long it it's, took them to do it this. Is, and also, there wasn't a pandemic when you watched yeah. the first one. No, the entire like, world changed significantly. <laughs> in three yeah. years. So much. And I guess, obviously, COVID is probably also... That's why it's pushed them back right, filming yeah, and pushed sure the release down. three years. I hope the next season doesn't take four years to come it, out. I, I, it'll be hard for me to even care about it if it does take that long. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. What what what, what 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 will our lives be in and the And the kids will now? be so old, they're like, we're sophomores. <laughs> and they'll be in their I mid-20s. Would kind of, <laughs> I would kind of, yeah, yeah. That and, would be and like the older brother would be like, I just graduated and he's 32. I would kind of enjoy an it part two where they reunite as adults and have to deal with this thing one more time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm there for that, but they, they can do that yeah. in like eight years and say that it's been 20 yeah. years. <laughs> yes. Cause they did confirm that they're doing one more season. Yeah. After this, which they, I guess Netflix just paid them a shit ton of money cause they really wanted to do hmm. four. And then they were like, uh, you know what? The integrity of the story uh, could not have been completed here. And I was immediately like, oh, that's a great I will PR say this villain episodes... doesn't feel like the final villain. He feels like a like a mid-level yeah. temporary I don't know. Threat. He's – and I, I haven't seen them all. But I feel like they're setting it up to – because he was that uh, a guy who was left in the house. And that house is kind of like the, the – origin of the upside down or whatever in mm-hmm. some ways uh uh and just it feels kind of like he is the king of the upside down at this point in the show but uh i don't know how do you do a, a more evil villain like what what do you well want the season, season five, five should be them like destroying the inside out for all once and for all or the upside down whatever it is yes sure so like i i think i think <laughs> the, the thing as a whole is the ultimate villain the concept of this okay. dark mirror yeah. Turning getting rid of okay. that like is almost scarier than any kind of intelligent enemy. It's just like this oppressive evilness from which evil things yeah. can spring. So, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of Cthulhu-esque okay. if it's that. Like it's just unknowable yeah. evil madness. Okay. Well, I hope they have the balls to do that, but I also kind of feel like their fan base needs a yeah. face to put on uh on yeah. a villain. Evil Jeff, which uh <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So I'm actually probably going to immediately after this watch more Stranger Things because that's my workout yeah. show. And uh, I immediately woke up and walked in to record this podcast at 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so, our so, our uh, uh, like, uh, schedules are so offset. Oh, yeah. It's so different. I, I am finishing Star Trek as soon as you're about to. Yeah. <laughs> I wake up at like 6.30 or 7. Or take a, give or take And I'm in bed hours. by 10 p.m. basically every night. <laughs> oh, my God. That's – I watch so many movies after 10 p.m. That's when the movies start getting watched. I, I mean, if you're starting a movie at 1 a.m., I've been asleep for four hours. Yeah, or that's three crazy. Hours. <laughs> I mean, I'm still working. And you've been asleep for four hours, <laughs> like in some circumstances, which is kind of yeah. wild. Hmm. Wow. Well, anyway, it's, I think it's paths. funny that one of our longest episodes recently, other than the hundredth episode, obviously the longest and probably will remain the longest. Yeah. Forever. But other than that, we've, we've kind of trended towards shorter episodes. And then on a time where I did not even watch the show, <laughs> we just had so much to catch yep. up on. All right. So much. To well, I th- and well, uh, uh, so Miss yes. Marvel, uh, tomorrow. Um, I'm going to watch and then I will text you based on my reaction. And if it's really tailor made for Jordan, we're going to do multiple episodes. Mm -hmm. If it is less so tailor made for Jordan, uh, then we are going to do one episode like we did here. And hopefully Jordan will, I think I'm I'm much more confident in Mrs. Marvel for some reason. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know why, but for some reason I was was definitely more intrigued by Moon Knight. Um, and then we have, uh, sometime, before the end of the month, we will have Legion Part 3 with Patrick Fitzsimmons. Very exciting. The much-anticipated 22 months. The last the Stranger Things episode. came out around the last time, right? Or am I... Yeah, no, it was... No, no, it, that was a year after, because that was okay. COVID. We were quarantined. Okay, that was 2020. Okay, wow. 2020. It was... It, we do these 22 months apart, I think. <laughs> naturally. Or, naturally. <laughs> Maybe it's 26. It's, it's something yeah. like that. The first one was February 2018. Second one was April 2020. I, I do remember knowing that, that I was going to law school, though, because... Okay. And obviously, I would have in June 2020 or whenever. Any time in 2020, yeah. I would have known. Um, yes, sure. But I remember... I don't know if I said it on the episode or if I was just discussing it after the episode, being like, wow, I'll be two years through law school by the time we do our next episode. That's crazy <laughs> to think about. And now yeah. that's just now, so... And now... You, now that it's just now, it's much less interesting now <laughs> it's that just it's present. now. Well, you can bring it up to uh, to Patrick yep. um, when he comes on the episode. He's very excited to come back. So uh, fans of the show, we will have uh, that fresh content. And then obviously Thor Love and Thunder. Maybe we might be able to have that one out almost immediately mm-hmm. after uh, because Jordan's out of law school, um, which is one of the big hangups. Although I also see these movies three days before you, which is... Uh, you know, that also puts a wrench in the gears. Yeah, slows me down, having to go and watch it with the plebs. Yes, exactly. Well, hey, if you drive up to, to Charlottesville for one of these, we can definitely sneak do a, me in. an old school. Mid- I don't even need to sneak I you in. I prefer to be sneaking. in. We, okay, I'll sneak you in. I, I'll get a suitcase, like a really yeah. big suitcase. And then what? when and, someone asks, what will you say is in there? Uh, My luggage. Oh, perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what goes in a suitcase. They won't suspect a thing. What if they ask you where you're going? To watch the Marvel movie. (laughs) So you won't be able to pretend like, oh, I have to leave here to go to the airport. That's why I brought my luggage with me. I mean, we can. We can workshop the the plan. 
I just want it to be we'll, we'll you know, kind of convoluted and unnecessary. That's my favorite yeah. kind of plan. We can workshop it. All right. Well, I've been yeah. Jordan Peoples, it, and Marvel has sucked. <laughs> I've been Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. Yeah.